Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation about the mundane to help you just relax and push all your thoughts aside and just join us for this next under 30 minutes. And who knows, maybe you'll find your way to sleep. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. I'm the one with the throat that just made a noise. I'll probably edit those noises out. Oh, okay. But I'll leave a little noise in there for you. Well, a comforting little throat noise that happened after I gulped down some water. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. Okay. No worries. So, Amanda, we were just discussing, I'm going to be editing this episode at the mechanics. I'm taking the car in. Yeah. It's one of those tasks that you have to do. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, for maintenance of your car and for your homes and things where where you have to bring your items in to be serviced. But I enjoy it because it's forced time where I get to mm-hmm. deal with stuff and edit and read and get back to people. And the good thing about our mechanic is that right next door to it, one uh, sort of, it's not quite a chain. What would you call it? Like a, It's a, it's a, um, yeah, that, it's not quite a chain. It's kind of like. It's still in the ownership of the people who founded it. Like a and family of restaurants. A family, yeah, a few family restaurants, I guess you could say. And I would say, arguably, if we had to pick one restaurant in Toronto, would that be our favorite? That's what, Yeah, that's that's our go-to yeah, restaurant. Yeah. We should name them, name it, so, okay. you know, anyone so, visiting Toronto. And I think there's one in Los Angeles, too. There is, yeah. yeah. So. so the name of the restaurant... That is the head of this family is Teroni. 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 Teroni yeah, Teroni. Yeah. yeah, in Italian. Uh, T-E-R-R-O-N-I. And there's one in Los Angeles, but there's four now. And it's not Teroni's. No. As my American friend used to call it. Right. And probably still does. It's Teroni. And I don't know if you want to explain the meaning of that. No, probably not. It means Southerner. Let's just say that. Okay. From Southern Italy. and People who work the earth. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I'll say this, what I really respect about them, and this is just a heads up to anybody who might want to go there is they won't alter their pizza. So it's a pizza and pasta friendly shop. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not very, uh, why don't, what's the word I'm looking for glamorous, but not glamorous. Like it's not, you don't have to dress up. It's not, it's it's casual. It's It's a a, place you could go sort of any time, even though we always think of it as a little more upscale. Yeah. Um, and it is. Upscale casual. Yeah. 
versus yeah. glamorous. I don't know why, why I chose the But the one that you're going to and the one to get back to the mechanics. Yeah, it happens to be around the corner from the mechanics. And it's a very um, chill um, location. It's they, it's more of a place where they make a lot of pastas and stuff. It's like, the, yeah, it's where they make the pastas for the restaurants. Yeah. But it's also um, more of a coffee slash shop. Yeah. And it's not called Tironi, that one there. It happens to be called Sud. Yeah, right. Which means south. So they have like uh, l- smaller shops or more coffee-oriented shops. Right. And they call them Sud. Upstairs is more of a restaurant. restaurant but we yeah. don't normally go up there. We've been no. up there maybe once. But the rest of it is, yeah, like a coffee shop where yeah. you go and you pick out what you want, counter service, and then you head to uh, find a table. And there's a lot of people with laptops and that type of thing. Yeah. Now, just to finish my thought, if I didn't already, um, they won't alter oh, what's yeah. on the pizzas. Mm-hmm. Like the pizza is what the pizza is. So you can't be like, I don't want this. I don't want mm-hmm. I add this. They're like, no, either you get it or you don't. That's the way the pizza is meant to be had. And I know that that turns some people off, but I kind of respect it where it's like, this is how this pizza tastes best. And if you can't have it, well, then it just happens to be an item you can't have. Right. And I love that. But I wanna, So, yeah, yeah, it's right next door. So now you can go have a very nice cappuccino. Which I will. Or a panino or something Which like I that. will. And I'll <laughs> edit this episode. So no listeners, if it helps you feel relaxed, I will be having a, the most soothing cup of cappuccino with something very delectable as I edit this episode. Mm-hmm. And and substantial. And substantial, for sure. I also wanted to mention, um, we're going on a little trip. We went on a little bender last night. Well, so what happened was this. Marco and I went swimming. Um, I We were both doing different things work-wise yesterday, and we both kind of, our days ended nicely a little bit earlier. It did. Then maybe they would sometimes end. So I think we were both done work around three. Maybe? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So I had said, I really want to go to the pool. I've been a few times in the last week and it's been a nice thing. I enjoy the walk to the pool. And the way I love libraries, Amanda loves community pools. I think we mentioned it last episode. I mean, I'll take a non community pool over. Sure, but you also love the idea or you love that. The pool's open for anyone and everyone. And it's kind of like a library that way. You don't have to. I didn't think about that. A water library. A water library. And what's nice about our water libraries, a.k.a. pools, is that they're free here in the city. Yeah. Like a library. Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. So, um, yeah, I've really been enjoying it this summer. Some summers I do, some summers I don't. I know we've covered this in past episodes. The pool brarians (laughs) are a little bit... (laughs) Young and... Uh, sure. I mean, it's a fun job when you're in high school. Yeah, I think. sure. Anyways. So anyway. Those are lifeguards, pool brarians. Uh, listen, what Marco and I did, there are four pools there. I think we talked about this before. And there's a waiting pool that I didn't even think of as a pool, but it's full enough that if there's no little kids in it, because it's one of those that has like uh, a water fountain thing that splashes on kids, like this is what we're talking about. But the, there is a sort of a deep end to it. Yeah, it's, it's like a giant mushroom. And if you go under it, it spills water on you. Yeah. The the deep end is still only like three feet. But if it's deep enough and no kids are in it, I can do laps in the little, like in circles, like a little goldfish. Yeah. And so that's what I'll do because when I go later, there's usually, that pool is more for like little kids at the beginning of the day kind of thing. Right. And... 
uh, at four o'clock, I've learned this pool pretty well, they open up the water slide so that any kids that would have been in it um, that are sort of midsize go to the water slide. So anyway, Marco and I pretending that we're in our backyard and that we have this luxurious pool, he was sort of chilling in this wading pool and I'm like, you know, swimming little circles. And we started talking about travel that we'd like to do, big trips, small trips, that kind of thing. And that's why I love pools, because it's a place to plan and dream for me. Sure. Swimming is in general. And so we started talking about a place that I've wanted to go to for a very long time. Yes. Uh, And are you cool if I get into that? 100%. 100%. So um, one of the things that uh, I had sort of taped on our PVR, DVR, whatever you want to call it, was... I think This Is America or This Is Life with Lisa Ling. Sure. Just an interesting docuseries on CNN kind of thing. And I happened to come across one called The Mediums of Lilydale. And I was like folding laundry and watching this. And I suddenly was very intrigued. So what I learned is, and you may have heard of this and you may not have heard of this. I had never heard of this. But there is a town in sort of northwest New York that is a town made up of spiritualists and mediums of all kinds, really mediums these days. But it was founded in the 1800s by, um, you know, when spiritualism really became big. Sure, seances and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, um, and it was... Yeah, that was sort of a thing in the Victorian era. And so during that time, a bunch of people who did that got together and decided to form a town. Yeah, And so it is a very small town made up of people who are, I'm I'm assuming there's like crystal stores. Sure. I know there's a cafe. Butterfly exhibits. There's a fairy walk. Sure. In the forest. There's a little forested area. Yeah. So all sorts of things that are ethereal. And. We should mention that it's in Lilydale, New York, which is about, what, three hours away, Amanda? From us, I immediately looked it up because I was like, I wonder how close that is. And it's three hours away, yeah. And, you know, I always talk about how much I love states, Mm -hmm. Michigan, New Jersey, Mm -hmm. some of my favorite states. They often get maligned. Upstate New York, we're very fortunate because it's not far from where we live. That's right. It's probably the closest. Actually, it is the closest to where we live in Toronto is Buffalo, Niagara Falls, New York. Mm -hmm. And that tends to be an area that we will visit because it's so close. And we haven't been in a while. We haven't been in a while. So I'm really looking forward to the drive. So we're going. We're going this weekend, folks. This weekend. So as we were talking, I was saying maybe we go in September you know, I'd like to go. It's something, It's it, it was on my radar. There's another documentary about it I had learned about that I hadn't watched. And Marco said, well, we can go. Now, we had some sort of tentative plans on Friday. And I thought those were not so tentative. I thought those were move, like immovable. Right. And you said, no, we can push all that to Monday. And so when that became an option, we started going, well, we could just go. On Friday. We didn't check if the weather's going to be nice. We no, didn't check no, anything. We just said, that. let's just do it. We didn't check about our car. Nothing. Which is why he has to go to the mechanic today because it's making a bit of a sound. So he needs a little, needs to go to the doctor and TLC. get a checkup. Yeah. So we, um, I went home, we went home, thought about it, and I started looking up 
hotels. I found out that Jamestown, New York is about 20 minutes or so from Lilydale. And Jamestown is the home of Lucille Ball. That's where she was born, yes. And Jamestown has a Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz Museum. There's also the National Museum of Comedy in the U.S. apparently is there. Who knew that was a thing? Any new listeners to the podcast might not know this, but Amanda and I met doing comedy. And comedy is one of our passions, even though we really try not to make the podcast episodes funny. And we mostly succeed. And we mostly succeed, although some of our listeners are like, I, I laughed when you said this, and it's like, it's so not intentional. But yeah. So for us to go to a comedy museum and the Lucille, Lucille Ball, Ball Museum, museum so has I, two benefits. We're going to enjoy it. I found one of those, you know, comforting, nice hotel chains that Marco and I love. Actually, the one you love the most. I know. There's one hotel chain, chain I love the most, and yeah. Amanda knows that if we stay there, I always have a nice... It has a pool. It has a free breakfast. I don't, I Hampton mean, Inn. Hampton Inn there. I, I like Hampton Inn. I like what they do. That's my favorite. So I'm very comfortable there. So we're going to stay at the Hampton Inn in Jamestown. I found two nights. I got Expedia points. Used those. Wow, we're just plugged. Friends, we're getting money from none of these people, just so you no, know. none of these people. This podcast sponsored by and folks, no I, one. <laughs> Listeners, I mean, by many lovely people, but sure. not these people. And listeners who've reached out to me saying that some of the ads off the top of our show are loud. I am working on that. Mm-hmm. So please bear with us. Thank you for your patience. I'm sorry. I'm trying my best to work with the ACAST team to make them not loud. Mm-hmm. So thank you. But back to, so we're going on this trip. So we're getting two nights at the Hampton Inn. I used some points and paid some dollars and... It feels doable, and uh, we're hoping that we can drive there and back. That's the plan. And that's what we're going to do. So, And I bought tickets Saturday night to, do you know what it's called, actually? It's called Saturday Night Live Okay. at Lilydale. Okay. And it's a, we don't really know what we're getting into here. It's It's a a karaoke karaoke night. So it's a sing-along with mediums. There you go. No idea. Who who wouldn't want to do that? So that's going to be our weekend. Some museums. Yeah. Some, some, I'm going to buy a crystal. Who says we don't know how to party? Okay, so then <laughs> if that wasn't enough, Amanda, then once we've booked the hotel and we're like, all right, this is going to be our weekend plan. And just in case you were wondering how addicted to water I am, I did this all in the tub. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Amanda, leave Amanda in a tub and she will prune herself up. I will plan plan for all the futures. Mm-hmm. So then I we booked Hampton and then I went back in the tub. Then I came out again. And Amanda's like, hey, (laughs) should we go to Saskatoon? (laughs) Which is, you know, not something you hear every day. There's only one answer when someone asks you, should we go to Saskatoon? And how did I answer? I guess. And Amanda was like, here's the deal. And uh, Discount Airline, I'm just going to keep naming things, Flair Air, which is a Canadian discount airline, had a special on their cheap flights anyway and then had like a 25% off special or something. Seat sale I believe yeah, is what they fall call it. forward 20 yeah. years or 20% off. Had a seat sale. I looked and said we could do a weekend in Saskatoon for under 300 bucks for both of us and it's a three hour flight. Right. So it's a substantial flight for and that price. neither of us have been to the province of Saskatchewan. That's just so it. So we're really excited to go visit Saskatchewan. We've been talking about it for a while. It never was financially feasible Anytime we looked, not right. that we've been doing deep dives on how to get there, but 
but it's it's a it's a province that has been very curious to me all my life. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a very flat province. Province. Yeah. It's a prairie province. It's where a lot of the wheat that's grown in Canada comes from. That's right. I believe there's a lot of pot ash that is mined there. And again, we've been all of the, or I've been all of the provinces, but Sask. Saskatchewan. That's right, because we went to Alberta recently. Yeah. Or not and that was one that I hadn't that, been to. Yeah. So I now haven't I've... been to PEI or Newfoundland. So I need to get him out there. Yeah. And so, so yeah. So I need to get out there. And, uh, you know, I always say this. I love traveling. I love to see other areas of, of my country because it makes me appreciate the area that I'm in and mm-hmm. a further appreciation for people who live in other parts of the country. And I think that's one of the reasons I love to travel. So if you have any hot Saskatoon tips, <laughs> please let us know because we have received some wonderful yeah. tips. Thank you to our listeners who have reached out and said, if you're going here, go visit this, do this. Or Northwestern New York tips. Yeah. Or, Jamestown. We're headed to Jamestown yeah. and to Lilydale. So let us know. If there's a stop along the way. I've always wanted to go to Syracuse, New York, too. Oh, okay. I don't know if we'll have time for it, but that's one one area I'd like to go to. I think that might be, because if you picture New York on a map, it's kind of like a like a big piece of quiche. Like a trachea. No, like a trachea. I was just picking something random. No, that would be long and thin. No, okay. that would be like Chile. Rhode it's like Island. a tra- okay. trachea. Oh, sure. <laughs> or California okay. would be in a large trachea. Um no, can you picture New York on a map? Yeah, I can. Yeah, so it's the north, but it's not the northern part. That would be upstate. I see. It's the northwest part. So there's that part that kind of juts out right. to the west. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going. Not the north, because the north would be like, when we've been, would be like Woodstock, New York, right. and all of that. That's No, Woodstock is not north. I thought it was. No, I'm gonna Woodstock look. is closer to, oh no, you know what? Well, okay, now I'm a little bit confused, but. We drove from New York City to Woodstock, New York. So it's not that far from New York City versus from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I'm getting confused. Anyways, this is the upcoming things that we have going on. Yeah, exciting now, exciting trips to random places. Amanda, for the next 10 minutes, what I did was, while you look up where Woodstock is, I've gotten some random magazines. So what I what I do sometimes is if I see a magazine that looks a little bit meh, shall we say, or Mm -hmm. a little bit like, oh, here's a magazine that talks about just about nothing really. I'll collect them to try to get inspired for podcast episodes. Oh, okay. So this just in. Yes. So if you picture Manhattan, Mm -hmm. Woodstock is upstate New York. But what's funny is it's pretty much in line with like where Massachusetts and Connecticut meet. Okay. So it's not... North, north, north. I I was thinking it was more north. It really isn't. It's just the country kind of north. Exactly. But again, we are going to the, it really is like the Buffalo area. Yeah, I know. I know that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I've picked up a few of those magazines to give us inspiration. And you have one in front of you Mm -hmm. and I have one in front of me. And I'm going to look through the magazine. I've already picked selected an article. Okay. The, The magazine that I currently am holding is called On the Bay, Celebrating Life and People in southern Georgian Bay. And I've got the Journal of Porter Airlines, which is called Re-Porter. Yeah, the, the magazine you get on the airplane. And since we're talking about random companies today, gotta tell everyone how much we love Porter Air. It's true. It's true. So, there's an article about growing butternuts. And the black walnut is endangered. 
is an endangered species of butternut, Amanda. Oh. And so there's a woman here. Her name is Charlie Dobson that you can ask questions about your gardening life. Mm-hmm. And this person, Allison from Thornbury, is planting these black walnut butternuts. Nice. And so asks Charlie for some advice when planting this particular tree. Mm-hmm. And here I'm going to give you three pieces of advice should you be planting butternut trees. Okay, thank you. So butternut trees require lots of sun. So hire an arborist if necessary to trim back any other trees that might be shading your butternut. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. So here's another tip from Charlie Dobbin from this article. Since your tree is still young, this is the best time to prune slash shape the plant for longevity. And once again, use the arborist. It seems like Charlie likes to give work to uh, an arborist. arborist. Okay. And lastly, a soil test will determine whether fertilizing is important for your tree. Generally, a good quality, rich, loamy soil will support your tree's health. All right. So I've opened up. And um, this is an article on a tea sommelier. Ooh. Somebody named Hoda Parapush, who's a tea sommelier in Yorkville. Very ritzy area of Toronto. um, Here are the questions they ask her. Tell me which one you want to hear answered. Mm -hmm. What does tea mean to you? Why Yorkville? Describe your perfect solo Saturday. What is your favorite spot for a cup of tea? And what are your favorite neighborhoods in Toronto? Well, I don't want to know what their favorite neighborhoods in Toronto are, but I do want to know, what was the first question? Actually, it's funny. She talks about something we've talked about in her favorite neighborhoods. Okay, go for it. All right, I'll start with that. So she says, what, it says, what are your favorite neighborhoods in Toronto? And she says, to me, Yorkville is a destination, but Summerhill is my everyday. It's surrounded by green space and has a small town vibe, and there are still specialty grocers and cool cafes. Taroni is one of my favorites. Oh, isn't that funny? The restaurant that we talked <laughs> I know. about. She says, I often order an extra pizza to take home because it tastes even more glorious the next day. I also love Mineral, which I've never heard of, which serves inventive Filipino cuisine. Sounds good. It sounds great. I know. Isn't that funny that she talks mm. about Taroni of all places? Well, it's, it's sort of the restaurant of Toronto, I think. It's certainly one of them. A, local, a local's favorite, shall mm-hmm. we say. Um, what other, what was the other one? What does What's tea f- mean to you? No, the second one. Perfect solo Saturday. No. Favorite spot to have a cup of tea. There you go. All right. She says, hands down, Joni in the Park Hyatt, which was refurbished last year. The attention to detail is incredible. It's a combination of modern meets Gatsby with mixed textures of marble, walnut, and brass. I also love Holt's Cafe. You and I have been there on the second floor of Holt Renfrew's flagship on Bloor. Yeah. These are all ritzy places, though. Yeah, they are. I think, I think this person needs to take it down a notch. Okay. <laughs> I've got some hanging tips for you. Okay, thank you. From the magazine called On the Bay. All right. Life and love in Georgian Bay. I don't know <laughs> love, but. So these are hanging tips when you hang artwork, Amanda. Here are three things you need to keep in mind. Yeah, I need this because okay. I need to hang some artwork. Find your center. Museums like to hang works somewhere between 56 to 60 inches from the floor. To create, uh, sorry, from the floor, to create, to center, to the center of the piece. So from the floor to the center of your artwork, 56 to 60 inches. This person likes to hang it around 58. Okay. The other tip is frame it up. 
It's under the, t- under the title Frame It Up. Quote, I prefer to frame paintings, especially abstracts, in simple profiles to give it polish without distracting from the work. Natural, neutral, white, black, or colorful, all worked independently on the tone of the piece. I'm not sure what that means. Like picking up a pair of shoes, it should complement the outfit. Consider the wood tones. Oh, I guess for the framing, right? Mm -hmm. So keep it simple. Keep the framing simple if you have abstract work. Okay, that's good to know. And then the last piece of advice is under the heading, don't forget the sunscreen. If it's a valuable piece and hung close to a window, I recommend museum glass. Mm -hmm. 99% UV protection with minimal reflection. That's good to know. I didn't know that was a thing. I like minimal, uh, uh, 99% protection with minimal reflection. Nice. That's my new motto. That's a great motto. That's all I have from, from that magazine. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, we have like about three minutes or two minutes. So. All right. Um, so there's some stuff on Boston here. Okay. Why is Boston called Beantown? They eat a lot of beans. Probably. Do you want to hear about of it? Of course. The musical right. fruit. <laughs> I don't think. Is it a fruit? No. It's a legume. You don't know beans until you come to Boston, or so said the early 20th century marketing slogan. The origin of the sorry, the origin of the nickname Beantown, however, stretches much further back. While Chicago has been has a giant bean. Sorry, the lighting in here is a little. Oh, hard. it's intense because the filter fell off yours. No, no, that's that's good. It's my eyes are having a hard time focusing. Age, I think. While Chicago has one giant bean, which we know we've been to that bean. That's great. Millennium Millennium Park, I think it's in. Boston has millions. Historically, they were baked in maple syrup by the dishes indigenous originators before being adopted by 17th century Puritans who served theirs with molasses instead. I see. Interesting. In those days, a batch of beans was cooked on a Saturday for meals on Sunday getting around that sticky rule about not working on the Sabbath. I see. Oh, so it's a big pot of things that you could work, that you could have ready to go, and then you're not working on the Sabbath. Sure. Sailors passing through town quickly acquired a taste for the inexpensive dish, and they dubbed the port city of Beantown, a name that stuck to like molasses to beans. Yeah, my my mom makes it with molasses. I would like these beans. I've never had, I'm married to a Bostonian. Never had Boston beans. Well, you've I, had you've had Amanda lentils. No, not the same. I Fair want enough. beans and molasses in one of those bean crockery pots. You All know right, how I'll I feel do about it. Crockery in the fall. Where do you get that crockery? You just get it. A bean pot. We, my mom has some. Does she? Yeah. The she, Boston bean crockery. Yeah, she used to make those all the time. Yeah, in the in the pot. Yeah. But the, the brown pot. Yeah. Yeah. She has it in Florida. I don't know if she does. I don't know how many beans they're eating in Florida. Well, I would like next time we visit Florida for some Boston oh, stock Oh, Boston beans. baked beans? Yeah. Hers are really good. She probably hasn't made them in a long time. Oh, my goodness. The look Marco just gave me, like, how could you keep this from me? Well, the, the fact that you're like, they're really good. She hasn't made them in a long time makes me feel like maybe I'm not worthy of Boston baked beans. I think it has more to do with the fact that they live in Florida, and who wants a huge pot of baked beans? Who doesn't want a huge pot of baked beans? Also, my dad is diabetic, so my mom would probably say it's sugary, oh, and I don't true. want to make yeah. him sugary beans. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. But maybe she can use a 
sugar-free molasses. You know what? Knowing my mom, that's exactly what she'll do. Well, there you go. We'll keep you updated with our travels to Lilydale, Saskatoon, and whether or not Margo gets baked beans. <laughs> Lilydale and Saskatoon. But mm. hey, fun two fun little trips. For sure. You know, you don't have to travel far to have a nice weekend somewhere. You can just drive three hours away. Figure out what three hours away looks like from where you live mm-hmm. and tell us where would that bring you? I'd love to know. <laughs> Until next time, I hope you were able to, or we hope you were able to listen and sleep. <laughs>